0: When TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another, but I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and and that is the Teachers Seller Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if, of course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So, what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teachers Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills, both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed, whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99, and you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this, and it is past April, but not yet June. So May and June, if you're listening to this. You can still purchase tickets to this conference for 129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast if this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now, let's dive into this week's episode.
1: I will tell you my favorite clients are the people who are like, I trust you, to do your thing. And in my contract, I allow them edits, I allow them to change things, right? Or so many edits. But if you're working with someone who is very skilled, they have a process in place and they're established business owners, just like you are. So I would not be checking up on your web designer or really your photographer, right? Unless they're newer and that, you know, they have questions, but they'll most likely tell you that. Now, if you have a virtual assistant, that's someone who you might be checking on a little more, like managing a little bit more. I would urge you to try to find somebody who's self-sufficient and can kind of pick things up and, and do them without having a lot of oversight.
0: You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast, a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. Last week, I talked a lot about my journey into being a service provider and offering a service-based business for TPT sellers and also gave you some tips if you wanted to get started in that path as well, helping other TPT sellers. But somebody I mentioned in that episode was Chloe Taskoff, and she has helped me a lot as far as kind of where my service-based business is today. So I thought in addition to that, we could get her as a guest on the podcast to talk more in this realm. Perhaps you're thinking that you may not want to be a service provider or you may not want to be a VA, but you would love to hire a VA or a service provider. And that's kind of where our conversation goes today. I did have a solo episode About this, but I wanted to bring in somebody who pretty much knows this world inside and out to talk more about this with us. She is somebody who is a video marketing guru, YouTube for TPT sellers, video previews for TPT, and she also helps other service providers build a successful freelancing business. So she does a really great job at explaining just a lot of do's and don'ts as far as hiring a service provider and a VA. And there are differences just to, you know, be a little transparent. There are differences and just As a little peek into what we're going to talk about. So, I hope you enjoy this interview. I love the frank discussion that we have. I think it is super helpful and I think that you will really enjoy it. Uh, Today, we've got a special guest, Chloe Taskoff. So, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. So, Tell us about yourself and your experience as a teacher. Of course,
1: for sure. So I um, am licensed through fourth grade through ninth grade in English and social studies. So I spent one year teaching eighth grade language arts and then four years in fourth grade teaching reading and language arts. Um, I ended up quitting when I had my daughter you might know the story a little bit. I just, mm-hmm. you know, they docked my pay significantly because I didn't have enough sick days, and I was like, "This is just crazy." The district even went like on a pay freeze, so my pay was stuck at like two thousand dollars per month, um, and they're still on a pay freeze, so I still would be at, you know, from four years ago, like two thousand, making two thousand dollars a month teaching full time. Oh my god! So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, yes. Um, So I quit to uh, stay home with my daughter and I started my TPT store. And then I kind of just like accidentally fell into creating videos. Nobody was really doing it. And I thought it was fun. And so I just like experimented. I used uh, iMovie a lot at first. And then I heard about, you know, Final Cut Pro. And I'm like, oh, I wonder how professional we could really make these videos. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing that. People started catching on. And then I was able to build a really successful freelance business, creating videos of TPT products.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I did notice like there were, and there's been an influx of video previews in like the TPT listings and stuff like that. Yes. So it's definitely become like more commonplace.
1: Definitely. And I know there was a glitch, but they supposedly fixed it. So with the views and all that, um, Mm -hmm.
0: So you kind of already talked about like your journey as a teacherpreneur, VA, but like just kind of tell us how that's been going as far as, cause I know you are a pretty big expert in the video pre- preview or video marketing uh, realm. Tell us a little bit more about that. So yeah, I, when I started
1: doing it, basically no one else was doing it. So I wasn't really sure where to go with it, what to mm-hmm. do with it. So it's been a lot of trial and error on my part. And it's funny because people always tell me like my videos stink. They, they look so bad. How do you get yours to look like they do? Mm-hmm. And I just have to tell them, you should have seen my first videos. And I tell people that I'm really not that talented. It's just, I just, I just figured out mm-hmm. how to do it. And it took a lot of practice and a lot of troubleshooting with lights and, you know, props and staging and, and editing. So at this point, um, I do even have a team and, you know, we create videos for TPT sellers. Mm-hmm. I presented at the conference this, um, in Chicago this past July. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of where I'm at.
0: We're just kind of rolling along. Yeah. And it kind of goes into our topic for today as far as hiring a VA, because you did yeah. mention that like you did start by yourself and now you have a team helping you out. So we can kind of discuss how that like expanded from there. But just in general, like what is, because I know we hear a lot of people that have, they hire people out or they work with a team or they might, you know, have some type of virtual assistant here and there. So, can you just kind of tell us what a VA or what a service provider is? Yes, and one
1: thing that I kind of forgot to mention, I was thinking, is that I do coach other freelancers at this point because, Mm -hmm. or service providers, VAs, because I want them to, you know, be able to succeed like I have. Right now, I want to clarify amongst the terms, Um, virtual assistants. And freelancers are service providers. So I guess they both fall under that umbrella. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But really, a virtual assistant is somebody who does more administrative tasks. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of like if you think about somebody at the front desk at a doctor's office. Or, you know, they're scheduling calls, doing calendars answering emails, answering phones. I mean, TPT sellers don't really need that, but mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of like a little assistant, basically. Um, they can be employees, they can be contractors. There's a very big difference between a virtual assistant and then a freelancer because TPT sellers hire both of these types of people. Mm-hmm. So we have those, those VAs, but we also have the freelancers and those people are more skilled right? They're so not the
0: thing specific. Yes. Yeah.
1: Correct. They develop a certain skill. It's not really an administrative task. And I'm not saying VAs aren't skilled. I'm just saying that a freelancer specializes in something more, mm-hmm. whether that's video, photography, graphic design, um, SEO, copywriting, websites, A freelancer is probably, unless you're a giant company, (laughs) which none of us, I mean, really are at this point, you know, we're not like Nike or giant corporations. Yeah, Um, They're not really someone you have as an employee, right? They run their own business and they take on clients as needed because you really don't, you might hire a photographer month to month, but you really don't need to put them on your employee payroll every Mm -hmm. single month. Like that, and it'd probably be really expensive to do so. Mm-hmm. um so I honestly consider freelancers more like contractors, even just like a landscaper or a plumber who comes over to your house, right? right. So they usually have their own contracts because they have their own business um and things like that. So hopefully that kind of clarifies
0: between the two terms. Yeah, definitely does. Yeah, because there is a a certain difference and it's totally okay to do both, like to hire both for your business. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yes. (laughs) So are there any misconceptions in general about like in the TPT world or maybe like rumblings in Facebook groups? (laughs) what, What misconceptions do you see about VAs or freelancers in general? So here's the thing I think that
1: I see in the TPT space more than I see in just other general business areas online, because every business owner, online business owner is hiring people, a fear to give up control Mm -hmm. uh, because we're teachers. Right, Right. and most of us are accidental business owners, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we still kind of haven't developed that it's beneficial to hire out type mindset. Because again, we're we're kind of like accidental. Our stores are our babies, right? Mm
0: -hmm. We're very we're used to doing it all. Like I think now that I think about it, we do a lot of the admin tasks. We don't have an assistant that helps us with parent emails. Like we do it all ourselves.
1: Exactly, and not only that, but. You work, I think, 60 to the average is like 60 to 80 hours a week as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you don't get compensated for that. Um, And then uh, on top of that, you know, just the general disrespect and feeling, you know, there's just a lot of things going on in education. I see a lot of TPT sellers who are not so concerned with results, but with cost. Mm
0: hmm. I would
1: agree. So, yes, yeah. um, they'll they'll hire somebody who is cheap, and then not get the results they want, and then they don't think it's worth it to hire out, or they'll even hire someone cheap, and that person kind of ghosts them, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "I just paid three hundred dollars. Where's all my stuff? You know?" And this mm-hmm. person just left. I see that kind of stuff all the time, mm-hmm. and at the same time. I think that there is a problem. If you follow me on Instagram on my freelance account, I talk about this a lot. I think that there's a problem right now from the pandemic and everybody wanting to work at home. There are some courses out there for VAs and freelancers saying, oh my gosh, I, you know, I quit my job and then I made, you know, 60 grand in two months and I'm going to teach you how to do that. And these people, they don't, they're not even beat the. The people doing the courses, they're not even virtual assistants anymore. A lot yeah. of what they say is lying. It almost reminds me of like an MLM or yeah. a scheme, mm-hmm. right? And I can think of two or three very popular courses, um, some in the TPT space. So, what, what TPT sellers are seeing are these courses are filtering these new VAs, churning them out. Yes. They're churning them out. It's like a VA mill, right? It's like a mill of VAs and they're filtering them into the TPT groups because all the courses that I can think of right now, these people were teachers Mm -hmm. and the the course owners, I mean, and they were VAs for people in the TPT space. Mm -hmm. These VAs come in, you know, thinking that they're going to get all these clients and stuff, and they really don't know what they're doing. I actually hired one for my store and it just wasn't the greatest experience. So I think that there's just a ton at play here. Um, And so there can be kind of like friction between Mm -hmm. the two parties (laughs) or even more than two parties. Right. Because I feel like the more established freelancers can get frustrated with these, you know, these courses and these people coming in Mm -hmm. and yeah. So I won't rant anymore about that, but I do think, I do think that's kind of like the misconceptions coming along and people thinking, or being afraid to be scammed, which I
0: understand, to a certain point, but... I would definitely agree. Like, definitely price, justifying how much to pay to hire out. It's like, is it worth it when I can just do it, you know, for free? But, you know, what is, you know, you you trade somebody with money, but you also save yourself some time and effort, and somebody else could be doing what you do even better, so... There's definitely a trade-off to that, you know, which, which you value more, I guess.
1: Exactly. Time. That's what I would say by doing these menial tasks, the time, like you're trading off, like by sitting here doing admin tasks for your business, even though you're the CEO and you're making um, enough money to hire, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you might be sitting there doing the admin tasks when you can be with your kids or you could be, you know, exercising or something. So, there's really only my, I've done a lot of reading about this. There's only so much willpower and space we can hold in our head. So mm-hmm. the more administrative tasks that we're doing, or the more tasks that really aren't like CEO tasks is taking away from the CEO task ability that you have, because then you get drained. You, you know, you're running out of time. You don't have enough time for product creation, which is really where you should be spending your time mm-hmm. for the most part as a TPT seller. TPT You know, yeah. So it's just your brain, your brain, and your time is valuable. Mm -hmm. And there are great people who can take over those tiny tasks or bigger tasks. That you know, I'm not going to sit there and try for a week to build a website. I'm going to pay twenty five hundred dollars to my friend Kristen Doyle and not make her do it.
0: Like like have her do it, Yeah. yeah. So I agree with all of the above. I think that's like, just, just knowing like, what do you value more, I guess, and just having the space to like, yes, it's, it is money, but it's also valuable in the long run, as far as you don't have to deal with it. Somebody else who could do it better than you can. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The online space is weird because if you start a brick and mortar, you
1: have to hire people.
0: Right. You you, online, you, don't. you can't run all of it by yourself. Exactly. That's so true. Thinking about that. Yep. If that doesn't convince someone out there, like, I don't know, you know <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the hiring, I know like there's a lot of different ways you can go about hiring a VA or a freelancer to help you, whether, you know, it's long-term or it's just like a one-off task. But what does the hiring process typically look like for most TPT sellers? I would definitely say that
1: most people, this isn't a blanket statement because I know that some people have gone away from this, Mm -hmm. but most people will post in the Facebook groups, right? The TPT Finder Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Um, They might actually post online on Instagram. I've seen people do that for their teacher audience, because yeah, I mean, do you want a teacher to work for you who probably knows your content area, right? Mm -hmm. So there will be a job posting um, that you might put out there. Some people put out a Google form for the VAs and freelancers to fill out. They might ask for a portfolio for references, and then they might start interviewing people. Now, if you have the financial capability What I recommend and what a lot of people do is they'll pick, you know, maybe like the three best applicants Mm -hmm. and give them a practice job. And and you need to pay people for that, right? Like don't expect people to do that for free and you don't need to pay them, you know, an arm and a leg, but you want to see how quickly, how thoroughly, how well people can follow directions because somebody might look really good on paper and you might have a great discovery call with them. But then you see their work, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh!" And then maybe somebody else did it better, right? Yeah. Um, or just more thoroughly, or they followed directions. And I've actually done that for hiring with my video services. I'll tell you a story. Yeah, story um, time. Video. <laughs> this is one time. I this is a while ago. I was looking for people to help me with videos, and I gave them. About three people, very simple task. It was to make a really quick video, stage everything of one of my posters, right? Of my TPD products. Mm -hmm. Very simple product. Uh, One girl had it done like immediately. It was awesome. We had to troubleshoot some lighting a little bit, but it was great. And the other girl took, I think, like a week went by and she said, Hey, I'm going to have it done tomorrow. I never heard from her. And then she had about half of it done. Mm-hmm. like a week and a half later. And I was charging at this point, like $15 per hour, just for this practice project. Right. It was a simple project. And, um, all of a sudden she invoiced me for like $400. Oh, no, <laughs> And I asked her, I said, well, I, okay. Like I, I can pay this, I guess, but did it really take you what's 400 divided by 15? I don't even know did it, even, do the you know, did it really take you 12 hours or whatever yeah. it might be to do this? And she, she said, Oh no, I think that was a typo. And then she canceled the invoice and never talked to me again. That was it. Oh yes.
0: My gosh. Yeah.
1: So anyway, uh. so she looked great on paper and she was very nice, but my point is practice projects can be telling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, doing something like that it's very beneficial, and then so once you find your person, um, you might depending on what you what they're doing, they should have a contract unless they're newer or maybe they're just doing admin tasks for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to get a contract signed. You should only do one contract. I this is another misconception that I've seen, and I'm not a lawyer, so don't mm-hmm. take this as legal advice. But I'm pretty sure you can't have two contracts. You need mm-hmm. only one because they can conflict with each other and get confusing. So you need to pick one. So if it's your contract, if it's their contract, you can pretty much, if they're established, you can kind of trust their contract, right? Like you, like you, like you or me or, or someone, um, and you can have a lawyer look over it and everything,
0: yeah, um, like reading it carefully before you sign. And usually yeah. like I, I always have them sign my contract before they even make a payment, you know, oh, for me too. or just because like, yep. I want everything to be set before anything comes up?
1: Yes. 100%. And like my contract protects everyone. It protects me and them. Mm -hmm. So, and I know this, and I actually had a lawyer write it up for me, like my lawyer. So that's a very good point. Look at the contract before you pay anything or have them sign your contract before you pay anything. And then, you know, once they're on, then you can start you know if it's somebody who's doing a, like a, your website they'll more than likely already have a system for you right. so they'll send you a questionnaire they'll send you information now if you're kind of like hiring someone on as like a content creator or a VA you're going to have to train them yeah with your store and your brand and you're going to have to give them stuff and a really good way to expedite this process is have systems in place already, already have training systems, training videos, right. And spell things out for them. That'll save you so much time and them so much time in that they're, you know, if they have questions they can ask. So I would say this generally the, the way people go now, I've also the VAs and freelancers can post their services and then, and then people can sign up so right. I think that's another way, you know, if something piques your interest and you're like, oh, wow, that person the stuff they're doing is
0: so cool. I want to hire them. Yeah. 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 And I've, yeah. I've hired people through that as well. Just somebody posting mm-hmm. like what they offer and yep. I message them and we go from there. So, yeah. And that, that mm-hmm. always works. So there's really no like from what you're saying, there's not like one set way TPT sellers can hire somebody. It's just really a matter of what you feel the most comfortable with. And yes, just depending on what the actual project is.
1: I completely, I completely agree with that. And I do recommend, you know, if somebody's new, you can give them a little bit of elbow room, but I totally, you need to talk to your TPT friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Word of mouth is actually how I get most of my, or how I got most of my clients at first. Mm -hmm. Um, Use somebody who's pretty established and has good ratings overall. You know, nobody's perfect and they might have a bad, day or a bad experience with, a, you know, with a friend or something, but I I don't know. it. It's your business. So you do want somebody who comes recommended mm-hmm. for the most part, if you can afford it.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of like when you're hiring somebody to like, for example, we just had pest control come yesterday, but yeah. the, the reason why we hired them is because like we went on, I saw that they had good reviews and, you know, I looked at their website, they're Fees were reasonable yeah. and, you know, we were able to get on their little quarterly treatment plan and all of that. So exactly. I mean, it's, like, it's, it's not just in TPT, it's outside as well. Exactly. And that, if you even think about it too, I
1: mean, that's a good point. And I always, I I do talk about this a lot, but the people who come to your house, like my father-in-law is a finished carpenter. Like he's a contractor. He's mm-hmm. technically doing what a freelance like a freelancer is doing. Um, and photographers are as well. Like if you go get family pictures done, Mm -hmm. so you're going to look up reviews, or I know that probably a lot of people go through word of mouth. They Mm -hmm. use who their friends are recommending or their, you know, their family. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Great. All right. Yeah. Those, those are all great points. So what should, I guess, TPT sellers realistically expect when hiring a VA? So they might like, they've, they have somebody that they're interested in and they they're signing the contract and all of that. What should, should they be like checking on them every at Like what, what does that look like? I guess for most VAs. Yes. So again, I think it, uh, it really depends
1: on the tasks. I will tell you my favorite clients are the people who are like, I trust you you mm-hmm. do your thing. And in my contract, I allow them edits I allow them to change things right Mm Or so many edits um but if you're working with someone who is very skilled they have a process in place and they're established business owners just like you are so I would not be checking up on your web designer or really your photographer right Mm -hmm. um Unless they're newer and that, you know, they have questions, but they'll most likely tell you that. Right. Now, if you have a virtual assistant, that's someone who you might be checking on a little more, like managing a little bit more. Mm -hmm. However, I would urge you to try to find somebody who's self-sufficient and can kind of pick things up and, and do them without having a lot of oversight. Right. Because you don't want to spend all your time managing.
0: Right. (laughs) And I've had, I've had that experience a couple of times as well, where like, you know, I'm providing this specialized, I'm not, I'm not a VA, I'm not on team, but it's like the micromanaging not only affects the person who's doing the work, but it also takes time away from the actual, you know, from you, like you could be doing other things in your business instead of, you know trying to micromanage everything that they're doing. So it's all about really just trusting, like trusting the experts in what they do, yes. giving feedback when needed and all of that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And no, you're totally right. And what you just
1: said made me think of, you know, we're talking about contractors, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not going to hire a plumber. I mean, maybe my husband will do this, but I would like kick his butt. I'm not gonna hire a plumber and like just stand there and watch him and be like, oh uh, I don't want that, you to
0: do that. That well. doesn't look, <laughs> yeah. does like, look like it was screwed the right way.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or or a carpenter or something. I don't know. Like they're the specialists. That's why I hired them. Right. Like, that's why I'm not doing it myself. So, so
0: true. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so. my goodness. Yeah. Ugh, that's such a good thing to think about. And it's, you know, un, you know, if you continue to hire out people in the TPT space, if, just like word of mouth comes for people who are recommending VAs, the same can be said for TPT sellers who maybe there wasn't a really great experience or something like that. So it's really important to be mindful of who you work with in the future because, VAs talk freelancers talk just like TPT sellers talk it's all it's on both sides you know that's something that I think that maybe TPT
1: sellers don't realize is that yeah. just like they all have friends I mean I I have friends too like I'm friends with TPT sellers and I'm right. you know in certain like friend groups I don't sound stupid but um uh, <laughs> I I also have tons of freelancer friends and we're all talking and, and we're all asking each other for advice. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can tell you that there is people that I know of who I haven't even worked with yet, but I, they've worked with my friends and I'm not sure if I would take them on as a client, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's yeah, of my friend's experience. So most of my clients, I would say 95% of the people I've ever worked with are wonderful, amazing. Agree. Like, yeah, I love them. Yeah. You know, I send them presents, but, but there have been a few times, you know, you just have to be mindful mm-hmm. when you're hiring people that you're being kind to them. There are people
0: like. Right. First. It's just like with any business in like outside of the TPT world, it, grocery store, like pretty much anywhere where there's, you know, a customer and a buyer yes. or <laughs> customer and a seller.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so,
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah. Goes both ways. Well, what are some best practices for managing any type of project that is hired out? So you're like, you know, you're like, I don't want to step on anybody's shoes. I want to make sure everything goes smoothly. What are some best practices for making sure like when you are hiring out that the project, you know, you're making sure things are done in a timely manner or just checking up on them? Like, what are some tips on that? So I would definitely read the contract
1: and know what the expectations are from the beginning. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, In my contract, I tell people how long it'll take. They're going to get one, you know, one video for approval. So then I know they like the style I'm going with Mm -hmm. Um, and they can expect that within so many days. So it really depends on who you're working with. Mm -hmm. I think if they have it spelled out for you, then you can kind of guess if they're not sticking to their contract, I would, I would ask them. Yeah. I would say, Hey, this was supposed to be done yesterday. Um, I know that TPT sellers, they kind of have, some of them have a flow, right? If, if I'm taking videos or making videos for somebody on Monday, they might have assigned another person to upload the videos mm-hmm. and do things, you know, with the videos. So they need me to be on time. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, com- um, communication read that contract. And again, just, just check in. You don't have to come at them aggressively or anything like that. It's just like, Hey, I, I, you know, I was just wondering where this is or maybe if you had a, you know, an issue or if you need something from me, mm-hmm. there's been times where I have had to put off projects because I mean this week I had to, because I, we had COVID. So mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: You know, a pretty big so. reason to hold off on things. Yeah.
1: Right. But I'm gonna tell people that, right? So so if something like that happens and your VA isn't telling you, that's a red flag. Right. They need to communicate with you.
0: Mm-hmm. So yes. yeah. does that answer your question? Yeah. Yes, it does. Definitely important. So yeah, that's that's always good to remember, is just to like um like it's give the benefit of the doubt. Like if something is not in, yes. in a time that you expect, you know give them a little bit of grace. I feel like giving a little bit of grace goes a long way. And then if it's still like a problem, then, then that's when you can probably like, start to inquire a little bit more. Well, Chloe, where can we learn more information about hiring VAs or just even your services in general? Cause you did mention video marketing. Where can we learn okay. more from you?
1: So my Instagram is just the, what is it called? Handle? <laughs> Handle. Gosh, the, my the at yeah, symbol. The at <laughs> sign, yeah. Gosh, my brain. I'm I, we just talked about I'm in my first trimester of pregnancy, so I feel like I can't think straight. Pregnancy yeah, man. I know the feeling. <laughs> it's crazy. Like seriously. Brain fog um is literally video marketing TPT. That's it. Like video marketing TPT. If you want to learn about hiring freelancers or just the freelance space in general. I have another side of the business for coaching VAs, and that would be the at symbol, then Chloe dot taxoff with a period between.
0: So All right. So, yeah. good. Well, thank you for coming on the show and sharing about just the VA process, freelancer process. I know that people will get a lot of great tips from this.
1: Of course. And if anybody has any questions, like please feel free to reach out. Please. I love new friends and I can give you, you know, tips on videos or hiring. So yeah. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the creative teacher podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at The Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that Your Data Playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook, and I hope you can join.